Amid wave of Sinophobia, New U.S. Museum tells the Chinese American story. By Bernd de Busman Jr. Walking into the yet-to-open Chinese American Museum in Washington, visitors are greeted with a simple message: the Chinese American story is an American story. Located four blocks north of the White House, the museum hopes to tell the story of the Chinese American experience, beginning with the first four recorded Chinese visitors who sailed to Baltimore aboard a merchant ship in 1785. Chinese are not recent arrivals, said the museum's executive director David Wei, himself a first-generation Chinese American. We see ourselves as an American history museum. That's one of the main points we're trying to get across. In the 235 years since those first arrivals set foot in the nascent United States, Chinese Americans have been, in Wei's words, an indelible part of U.S. history, contributing to the country's construction, fighting in its wars, and becoming bedrocks of communities from New York City to San Francisco. According to the Pew Research Center, as of 2015, approximately 24% of Asian Americans were of Chinese origin. Totaling about 4.9 million people, many have risen to prominence, such as U.S. Representatives Judy Chu and Grace Meng, entrepreneur and former Democratic presidential hopeful Andrew Yang, and Zoom founder Eric Yuen. These days, however, the Chinese American experience is sometimes marred by a rising tide of discrimination, driven by both the Trump administration's combative relationship with China and the COVID-19 pandemic. Between March 19th and August 5th, the Los Angeles-based Asian Pacific Policy and Planning Council registered over 2,500 incidents of discrimination against Asian Americans, ranging from verbal and physical assaults to workplace discrimination, which the organization says is likely just the tip of the iceberg. Hundreds of incidents were recorded on the West Coast, including in San Francisco on May 6th, when an Asian American man was attacked by an assailant. Who accused him of bringing that Chinese virus over here? In Los Angeles, fake flyers bearing the logo of the World Health Organization were distributed, telling residents to avoid Asian-owned businesses because of COVID-19. This environment, Wei said, makes the mission of the Chinese American Museum all the more urgent, even if it doesn't necessarily plan to address America's most recent wave of xenophobia head-on. Special exhibits and events where we can host a panel of speakers that can talk about that topic is probably more feasible to us," he said. "We're here to present histories and facts. The museum and the panel discussions will not shy away from dark chapters of Chinese American history, such as the 1882 Chinese Exclusion Act, the only U.S. law that barred the entry of all members of a specific national or ethnic group of immigrants. The blanket ban was eased slightly in 1943." And not lifted until 1952, Wei said, "We are only bettered by increasing people's understanding and familiarity with the real people that they're talking about, so that it's not just some kind of stereotype or aggregated idea of what someone is, looks like, acts like, or behaves." His comments were echoed by Louisa Sorkness, an intern at the museum and one of a number of non-Chinese Americans in its growing team. We're all Americans, and we all have different ancestry. Mine is mostly European, but nobody says that we are responsible for World War II," Sorkness said, referring to the notion held by some that the Chinese are responsible for the coronavirus. For the museum, combating stereotypes also means carefully distancing itself from China during a difficult geopolitical situation in which some Chinese-backed institutions, most notably Confucius Institutes, 
have been painted as hubs of industrial and military espionage. It's focused strictly on the Chinese American story. That's Chinese in America, Wei said. We're not a Chinese museum talking about the Tang Dynasty or Chinese politics. The only times we touch on things more from the Chinese perspective are when we're talking about how things have culturally or historically affected the Chinese in America, such as historical reasons why people were coming, opportunities here, civil war, or famine. As an example, Wei pointed to a pre-pandemic exhibit on display during one of the museum's soft openings that revolved around Jewish refugees who found safe haven in Shanghai during World War II. Some of them came as immigrants and settled in the U.S. and brought the culture with them, he said. Those are the kinds of stories we want to tell. One section of the museum will focus on Chinese American service to country, in the military, political office, or civil services. Another section, titled Building America, will focus on Chinese contributions to the nation's development, such as the participation of Chinese workers in the construction of the Transcontinental Railroad. An estimated 20,000 Chinese immigrants helped build the railway in the 1860s, and hundreds died from accidents, landslides, or disease. A third section delves into American communities, rather than large-scale urban Chinatowns that modern Chinese Americans call home. The museum is considering using virtual reality equipment that will allow visitors to experience various Chinese communities across the U.S. Chinatowns are just one part of the story, Wei said. They were formed to help protect groups of people and businesses and help people that didn't speak English. Today, a lot of Chinatowns have moved into suburbia. Some are growing, some are shrinking, and we want to talk about that. Wei and others at the museum are quick to point out that the exhibits are directed at all Americans, whether of Chinese origin or not. That is not to say, however, that Chinese immigrants or Chinese Americans are not expected to benefit. It's a chance for me to learn as well. Museum assistant Xin Ren said, I came here when I was 10 years old. Going through junior high school and high school, I really didn't learn much about Chinese-American history and how important it was to the United States. I just didn't get the chance. Before the coronavirus pandemic, the museum held soft openings for school groups, social clubs, and other organizations, as well as the general public during sneak peek hours. Its official opening has been pushed back to at least March. Even then, the opening gala may be held virtually. But with the building ready, exhibits planned, and conversations about additional funding gathering steam, Wei said he was confident of the museum's success. This begs the question, how will success be gauged? We felt it's really important to insert the Chinese-American story on the D.C. stage, he said. We feel that we'll be successful when people see the story as not an adjunct to American history, but an indelible part of what's America.